You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You are all welcome. It's so good to see you this morning. And um, I know this is going to be a life-changing conference. Amen. Amen. Yeah. How many people want to be ready for battle? Made ready. Amen. Yes. So we are looking forward to what God has for us this morning. There's going to be a download from heaven this morning. And we are trusting the Lord for a mighty move of the Spirit. Amen. Yeah. So, but we are honored to, um, to have you here in our midst. And I just want to acknowledge some pastors uh, that are in the house. First of all, starting with um, my friend um, or our friends, Pastor Johnny and Pastor Anne from Wells. Wellspring Church, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you so much. And um, we also appreciate our pastor from Kempton Park, Pastor Farai and Tabita. Hallelujah. We're so delighted to have you in the house. Pastor Alfred is here in the house as well. Pastor Alfred. Every nation, Bremley. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for coming. We are delighted. I don't know if there's any other pastor. Have I missed any pastor in the house? Okay. Then we have our special. <laughs> Before I appreciate our special guest, we have my wife in the house. Come on. The woman with the backbone of steel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You can hear the prevailing woman. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Then we have Pastor Peter and Annalise Kofi. Wow. So, Pastor Kofi is going to bring the word to us this morning. How many people are, are hungry, ready, ready for the word? Amen. And uh, we've known each other for quite some time. I remember when he was pastoring the church in Bloemfontein and he invited me to come and preach. Uh, and I remember, I won't forget that day. It was great. Ekbalo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, and uh, yeah, they are precious friends. You know, um, 
And he is he's a passionate guy, passionate for prayer. And um, he serves with me on the team, on the regional team for prayer um, for the every nation, Southern Africa. And we co-authored the book, Let's Pray. How many people don't have that book? Let me see your hands. You don't have that book. Oh, my word. You guys. Okay. We have copies out there for you. Okay. You will, and you will get your copy. And then he authored a book called Voices. Powerful book. Loaded book. You brought, did you bring some copies? How many did you bring? Enough. Okay. So there's enough for everybody. Amen. So he's going to bring the word to us this morning. And uh, I want to welcome every one of you. Before I call him, turn to someone and say, you are so special. I'm so glad you're in the house this morning. Yes. There are some faces I'm seeing that popped up here and there like popcorn. <laughs> you are all welcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So let's receive to the microphone Pastor Peter Kofi, all the way from Tswane. Hallelujah. Hello. At least there's enough pastors in the room. I was counting. <laughs> you may be seated. Thank you so much for the warm welcome and the introduction. I am really, I'm honored to be here today. Um, I must say, I was looking forward to this, not just after the invitation, but since this first day that Pastor Eric came invited me here and he showed me this this property and I said to him do you still remember what was my first words when I walked in there because that was the first time it was I think it was last year somewhere and it was really words from the belief from the spirit of God I just said to him this place is big enough for revival and it was something that the Lord said it was not this was not from here, but something that the Lord said. So thank you so much, Pastor Eric and Pastor Uba. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your many times of encouraging me, telling me just just push, just push, just go deeper. Don't don't leave. Don't don't quit. Um, uh, I really appreciate you in my in my life. You're a dear friend, but you're not just a friend. You're a brother. From the same father, different mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, praise God. Let me just say this. My wife is here. I really appreciate her. I appreciate her for coming with. Um, my surname is not a stage name. This is my real surname. You see, it's not an instant thing. It's the real McCoy. 
<laughs> Before I start, let me just say, um, of all the people that I've met and seen this morning, I want to I wanna point out one lady, and she's sitting there. She was here on the stage, one of the singers, because of her boots. I think she came ready. That's combat boots. So at least there's one person who is battle ready. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah, yeah. The theme, battle ready. Do you think it's relevant and timely? Why? Tell the person next to you why. There has to be a why. Why you say it's relevant and why you say it's timely. Now I want you to say to that person, that why is going to happen in me. That why is for me. Amen. You see, we can... We can agree or disagree on a lot of things. And it's okay. But there's one thing we can't disagree about. And that is that there is a battle. And we all are in it. Whether you saved one week, whether you saved one month, whether you saved ten. Here's, um, yeah, by the, by the way, those of you let me reveal to you my age. I'm 43. I turned 43 earlier this month. Don't be deceived about this. Because if we, if we, if we look at this, a lot of deception can... <laughs> I mean, look at Ryan. You see why, how I'm getting at 43... Because the Bible says I was dead in sin. So I'm 43 years old. Saved by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this time. Come and do what only you can do. Lord, I pray that the why of battle ready may be answered today in the hearts of these soldiers. In Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 18, verse 33, uh, the A part, the first part. Psalm 1, 8, verse 33 says, For you equipped me with strength for the battle. You equipped me with strength for the battle. Psalm 24, 8. Who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. In this engaged conference, you may come came here because you've heard about battle ready. I'm telling you, God is more ready than you and me. To engage in the battle of life. To help us in the battle. He is a king of glory. Let me say it again. 
strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Psalm 144, one verse, uh, verse 1 and 2. Blessed be the rock, the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and in him in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. Wow. The Lord is in battle. There are several personal battles we are fighting with every day. Financial battles, relationship battles, spiritual battles, soul battles. For 43 years, I'm following Jesus. I come, came to this conclusion because I've discovered this, that all human battles are in some way related to a battle between light and darkness. A battle between spirit and flesh. A battle between God and Satan. Now it, that might pour some light on your battle. Because, because sometimes, you know, this is what the devil wants to do. He wants to make our battles in a way he says to us, your battle is so special. No one else are experiencing that type of battle. That weight. But it still is a battle between spirit and flesh. Light and darkness. God and Satan. There's no in between. There's no gray ground in this battle. You are either on the one side or the other. Your, your attack is either from the one or the other. Your provision and your breakthrough is either from the one or the other. Where are you going to engage? Are you going to stay on that side? Or are you going to combat with Jesus and combat with God? Those verses that I read comes from all of those Psalms are written by David. The king. One of the greatest kings in the Bible, except Jesus. And today we're going to look into this starting of this conference. I'm going to look into the lives and the combats of two kings. David and Jesus. While we were worshiping, um, this question came up in my mind. It says, what is the difference between a crowd and an army? Sometimes in a church like this one in Midrand, we want to have the crowd. The Lord said to me this morning, this is not a crowd. This is an army. Amen. Don't be crowdish. <laughs> if there's a word like that, I don't know. Coming from a burki, hey? Eh? That's a good one. Don't be crowdish this morning. Open your heart. I don't want to say be Amish because I think then we are... 
But the Lord is saying, what is the difference? I want you to see you. I want, I want you to see yourself involved in this battle. It's not your battle alone. So, I have three questions or three points that I want to cover. They all are questions. The first one, why are there battles in the lives of God's people? Because some of us may feel or may think it's not synonym to Christianity to have battles. And we, we're praying all the time, Lord, end this battle. Lord, when will this battle stop? Lord, help me in this battle. You know what? Jesus had battles. Jesus was tempted. He was threatened and persecuted. He fought, fought against the forces of darkness. Jesus was rated victorious. And in all his battles, because, listen to this, Jesus was always prayer ready. If you want to be battle ready, you have to be prayer ready. We'll get to that one later. He was always battle ready and in the end he won the battle of all battles. For himself but also for us. If we say we will follow Jesus, we must become like him. We want to become like him. Welcome to the battlefield. I remember last year, um, at a time that I was really struggling, I was praying. I said, Lord, show me what is this. And the and Lord said to me, do you want to be like me? I'm going to take you through everything that I, I went through. And I read in the book of Hebrews, one word, Jesus, our high priest, our Savior, was mistreated. That was a warning. Because when I was mistreated, I was battle ready. I didn't rebuke it. I said, Lord, I'm talking about other Christians. I'm talking about other leaders. I'm talking about beloved family. Sometimes in family we mistreat each other. And when I went through that, that season, I said, Lord, thank you for the warning ahead of time. Because now I can pray, God, take me through it. Make me stronger. Build my character. Apart from personal battles, we want to make you aware of the battle for souls. This is what this conference is about. So many times when we hear and read about these battles, we think, yeah, I must just go through my battle. Oh, you know, Monday, Monday. And you, we, we, this is what, we, this is what we, we do on Mondays. You know, we, we're walking around with a, a paintbrush. We color it different colors. Then Monday is blue, and then Monday is pink, and then Friday is red, and I don't know what. But it's just a different way of defining our battles. But we must get to a place where we say, Lord, you are with me in my battle, and together we are going to battle for others. Yes. 
and battle for souls. This is what we, the church needs to, need to arise to. There is an intense battle. This is what Pastor Eric, Eric wrote. There is an, an intense battle for souls ready. We are in a battle to bring the lost into the kingdom of God from the kingdom of darkness. Satan will not release his captives without the exertion of brutal force. It is a conflict of kingdoms to bring salvation to this world. Although Jesus are the Son of God and Almighty in power, He had to battle against evil forces to win people over. Do you realize that your salvation caused somebody to battle? Somebody, well, we're prayer ready for you. Somebody prayed for you. We're all a product of a prayer. All of us. And we're still a progress of prayer. Engaging with the lust and to win souls is a battle. Don't try to do it without being battle ready. Don't even try to do it alone. We better together. Let's unite in faith and prayer in the battle for souls. I want to read to you Matthew 11, verse 11 to 12. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has risen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So what Jesus is saying, no one, no one, up to now, no one was at as least, as low as John the Baptist. For the day, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. And the violent take it by force. One way of interpretation here that I've heard from people is saying that the kingdom of, the kingdom of heaven is, is basically suffering. Because of the strength, the power of the kingdom of darkness. I'm reading to you the TPT translation. From the moment John stepped onto the scene until now, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth. And passionate people have taken hold of its power. Are you passionate? It's the other way around. The Amplified Version says, And violent men seize it by force as a precious price. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with those... Ardent zeal and intense exertion. That is something different. I'm telling you, maybe this afternoon, I I don't know if if, if you like it. We whiteies, we like our rugby. But that's a different passion. If I'm going to watch the the Boca play here in Joburg, it's a different passion. Then we have to have. When we're in the kingdom. Here I'm in the playing ground. There I'm on the audience. Even behind the TV. I can judge. I can find fault. What is the difference between a crowd and an army? (laughs) Exactly that. 
God wants to build an army. So here are three reasons. Why there is battles. Number one. Because of the reality of heaven and hell. Let me explain. Recent years. How many of you have heard teaching, preaching, series on hell we're not used to mention that in church anymore it's a sort of a foreign language a foreign topic I'm telling you soldiers hell is a reality as heaven is a reality we are battling because of the reality of heaven and hell And that's the same reason that's why we have to battle for other souls. Because they are not convicted about the reality of heaven and hell. They think life is just going to become better and better and better. Your best life. Welcome. To the deception of the gospel. You hear me? This battle is a reality. It's God and Satan. It's eternal life and eternal death. What is your definition of eternal life? You're going to live forever. Worship in heaven. That means there's no time. There's no sunrise. There's no clock. It just goes on and on and on. What is the definition of eternal death? You go to hell and then you burn death. No. No. People that going to hell is not going to die. That fire is going to continue and continue and continue. The punishment for their sin, the punishment that they don't know Jesus and haven't accepted Jesus is going to continue and continue and continue. They're going to continue to cry for mercy, but it's too late. People, that's why we have to contend for their souls. Because of the reality of heaven and hell. The second point, why there is a battle in heaven. Because of the disguising practices of sin and its consequences. Where's the amens now? You see, we are, we are in a time slot in the church of God where sin is no longer sin. We are disguising it. We are painting it a different color just to justify it in a way. And you know what? God who is holy cannot be where sin is evident. That's not because he is not powerful. It's by choice. He's holy. We're not. 
We're disguising practices. Listen to what I wrote here. Our greatest battle, no, which are later than, this is the consequences, this is the lifestyle. Later we, we start to accept the different type of lifestyle or selfish love and, and, and preferences. We start, no, you know, this is, I was born that way. Who? That's a different creator. Now you know my dad was like that. Or, you know, it is the coffees. I don't care what you call it. I'm asking, I'm pleading, don't disguise sin. Let the fear of the Lord return to the house of the Lord. That's how, that is why we, we are in battles. The other day I said to my wife and she's, and, and, and let, me, let me just explain. We have a beautiful, she's involved in that in Pretoria, beautiful, beautiful ministry of counseling in the church there. I think the, the waiting list for the ladies is about 40, 35, 40 people on a waiting list just to get in line to be counseled. Seems to me that women has more problems than men. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe men has more pride. <laughs> but I said this is my wife. I said to her, listen, darling. I'm asking you, never counsel a demon or counsel sin. Rebuke them. I'm warning you. I'm standing here. The fear of God must come back. The fear. We're singing, I'm in awe. You know what is the what is the what is awe? The same word for awe. The Bible uses the same word that it used for fear. So we can stand, we can say, oh, your majesty, oh, you're your marvelous, I owe you. But you know that same God can kill you like this. All means to be in a dreadful place to be distant from God. I'm telling you, that's why some people are battling. Because they disguise sin. They try to treat it in a different way. People, you want to be battle ready? Deal with sin. Our greatest battle is not against Satan. He's a defeated foe. You believe it? Okay. Our real battle is against sin and its influences. What does not help us much in the battle is the fact that sin is no longer called sin. Therefore, sin's consequences are watered down to a lifestyle condition or pattern. The third reason why we are in a battle is God is building an army with people of character and courage to stand strong. The other day I phoned Pastor Eric and I said to him, bro, I'm battling. Yeah, don't you have a word for me? He says, stay there. 
<laughs> Maybe God is allowing this battle because he wants you to have a bigger testimony. I said, okay, thank you, Pastor Eric. Bye, I need to go. <laughs> so you're either not aware of heaven and hell, or you are in a place where you are not, not, not convicted or convinced about the power of sin and its consequences, or you are in a place where God is building your character. And God wants to say to you, push through. This battle belongs to me. I know what I'm doing here. All right? We're not fighting just for ourselves. We're fighting for the lost souls that will go to hell. If somebody don't get hold of them. I'm so glad. 43 years ago, somebody got hold of me. Aren't you glad? You still remember that person? Somebody got hold of you. Sinners can't save themselves from eternal fire. Somebody must snatch them and, re and get them and, and, and pull them out of the fire. Jude 1 verse 22 to 25. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. Snatching them out of the fire. Do you have a person? Do you have a name that you are busy pulling at the moment? Maybe you are only fighting your own battle. I want to encourage you to this weekend to start writing down names. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a colleague that you can start pulling. Start pulling and say, Lord, I'm not going to allow this person to go to hell. Lord, this person was not born for eternal fire. This person was born for a relationship with you. I'm going to pull it, Lord. I'm going to pull him. I'm going to pull her. This child I'm not going to release. I'm going to hold on. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 6 says, For thou we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We must understand that in any battle there is strongholds. I can't ask the next question, but I'm going to ask it. Whom of you were in the, in the army? No, I'm talking, I'm talking prior 1994. <laughs> I was in the army. I was part of the intelligent squad, you call it. And it was our work to discover the strongholds of the enemy. Their strategic plans. And then we sent that through to the military force. And then they go in and they demolish the strongholds. But in the spirit world, we think there's no strongholds. Sometimes... We need to have the wisdom of God so that we can understand. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I'm going to skip Ephesians 6, 10 to 12. You know it. Finally be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor. 
So the second point I want to touch on today is how can prayer help us to become battle ready? To be battle ready is to be prayer ready. Thank you for one amen. Ah, you're still awake. Listen to this one. We're either battle ready or battle weary. We cannot live battle free or battle ignorant. Who wants to be battle weary? Who of you, to be honest, at the moment you are battle weary? I trust the Lord that God will turn the tide, that He will turn it around, and that you will rise and stand up and become battle ready for yourself and for other souls. If you have your Bible, please open to Mark 9. I'm reading from verse 17. Listen to this story about a man who really had a battle. And you will find some disciples who were not battle ready. (laughs) Verse 17, and someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it sees him, it throws him down and deforms and grinds on his teeth and becomes rigid. So I ask your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. Wow. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, That spirit is not the Holy Spirit. Do you know that the devil has eyes? When the spirit saw him, it started to manifest. Immediately it convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the father, how long? Has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. There are people waiting outside there at the workspace in Metrand, in Joburg, in Gauteng, where you stay. They are like wise since birth. Because nobody, nobody has laid hands on them. Nobody has has put any effort to make a pull to to snatch them out of that. And every time you're passing them, spirit full, praying in tongues, that spirit is watching. Mm, Let him just pass, please, Lord. Let Ryan just keep him busy, Lord. Let Ryan just pass because I'm afraid of him. Sometimes we have to just turn and ask the dad, ask the mom, ask the person, how long are you here? How long? Let's read further. And Jesus said to him, no, um, 
childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water. For what purpose? To destroy him. I like the buts in the scripture. This was a prayer. This father, although he was suffering, he prayed one short prayer to Jesus. He said, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Those of you who are currently in the battle, I want you to pray that prayer right now. Say, Lord, if you can do anything, have compassion on me and help me. That's how prayer helps us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, sort of, <laughs> what do you think? You're challenging me. You're saying to me, if you have power to do anything. He reminded that person, he said, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that, a crowd came running together. He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Your mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. I'm telling you, this property is waiting for the crowd to come and run. There's a crowd that, one that, that, that is supposed to be here. But the here they will change from crowd to become a warrior, an army. Another fiver. What's the time doing? Okay. How does prayer help us? You can't be battle ready without being Christ-centered. And pray. We'll sort that out. To be Christ-centered, bow your knee and pray. Pray regular. Pray, pray, pray. Prayer will help you to become Christ-centered. The second, many people struggle to become battle-ready because they are not battle-willing or battle-fit. If you want to be battle-ready, you need to, to, to sign up and say, Lord, I'm battle-willing. Let's pray for that, sister. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You calm it, calm the storm. You bring perspective. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Amen. Let God work, let God work. We will never become battle ready if we fight with compromising strategies. Never. You have to make sure that your strategies that you are fighting with is not a compromising we will never become battle ready if we fight with, 
with weapons that is unprepared or not sharpened. Prior to our battles, we have to sharpen our weapons because we don't know. The Bible says the thief will come in the night when no one expects him to come. He will be. He will be at your door. Last night, let me, let me quickly just, just unpack it a little bit. Last, last night, I was just filling my spirit. I was just listening and, and searching for songs on YouTube and you know how YouTube works when you switch songs and there's this ad- advertisements, you know? And there's this guy, he's, oh, he's advertising this nice thing. And I, I struggle to get, you know, to get rid of it. Because sometimes you have to wait five seconds, sometimes you have, you know, there's another one coming. So I thought, okay, there's a, he says, just click on the blue. And it was about a product. And I think, well, what is this product about? I click there. You know what opened? The words came up. The next scene might have pornography in it. I immediately almost hit this computer. That's how, how, how real the battles are. It's like that. You need to be sharp. You need to, to be prepared. Battle ready means to be filled with faith. And let me add this word. Resilience. Resilience. Maybe you're praying like that dad for more faith. You know what? You need more resilience. Bounce back. Bounce back. Can you say those two words? Bounce back. I'm going to bounce back. That's battle ready. Smith Wigglesworth, he said, I don't often spend more than half an hour in prayer at one time, but I never go more than half an hour without praying. Brother Andrew, he said, one man with God is a majority. Have you heard about John Knox? He was the guy who said, give me Scotland or I die. His son-in-law, John Wells, both of them spent between six and eight hours a day in prayer. Listen to what the queen Mary of Scotland said about, the, about John Knox in 1542. She lived in 1542 or ruled in 1542 to 1587. She said, I fear John Knox's prayers more than an army of 10,000 men. <laughs> Are you battle ready? Be prayer ready. The third one, how to overcome battles. And I'm giving, want to give you one liner. Maybe you can, I see you people are very, very sharp there at the computer. I like you. Put this one on. I'm going to read, you're going to type. I'll give you a voices book for that. Here's the one liner. Know your enemy and your battlefield. I... Can I just see, is it the lady or the, or the man? Who, who, who is, who, who? Oh, it's the guy. All right. Are you ready? Know your enemy and your battlefield. 
comma. Have a battle heart, comma. And follow God's battle plan. Can you put that up? Let's pray for that guy. (laughs) With that line, you can summarize the life of King David. This is who he was. He knew his enemy and his battlefield. He had a battle heart. And he followed God's battle plan. Not Saul's plan. God's battle plan. There you go. You know what? He just earned a book. Let's read it together. Let's, let's think about David, the little boy. He was anointed between the age of 15 and 16 years. He faced Goliath. Then he was in the service of the king Saul, who just lost his kingship. At the age of 17, he had to face Goliath. The number 17 is the number for victory. That Hebrew boy knew it. He was not stressed when he was anointed two years prior. He was not stressed. To face Saul with a demonized spirit and play the lure for him. Because he knew it's not yet the time. But when I'm going to turn 17, I'm in my year of victory. Okay? It's interesting that this story is also documented in 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's interesting. That the Bible shows us, and you can go, you can ask me afterwards, that there is a certain month in the Hebrew calendar that is called the month of victory, which is the month of Nisan. It's interesting that the day when Jesus rose from the dead, it happened on the 17th day of the seventh month. Because it was the day of victory. It's interesting that the day when the ark of of Noah stopped on the, on the mountain of Ararat. It was on the 17th day of the seventh month. And the original name of that mountain was Ara, which means it's cursed. They add a T to it. They change it, reverse the curse. So if you want to call this place Ararat, it means, don't call your son. Oh, no. But it means the curse has been reversed. So I think David knew all of this in his, in his, you know, his up, upbringing. 
In 1 Samuel 17:3, all the Palestine stood on the mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a value between, between them. Now, this is what happened in those days' battles. Sometimes they battle, they combat, and everybody is fighting. But they say in, the, in my research that um, they wanna, don't want to kill that many people, most of the battles. So they, they, they just arise at the battlefield, and then they've appointed a person to be the, the champion that can come forward and he defy or challenge the champion from the other nation, and the two of them will battle. But what is interesting, both of them were on the mountain. But the battle happened in the valley. Have you discovered that in your life, most of the battles happen when you are in a valley? But you know what? That's where the victory also is going to happen. <laughs> All right? So Goliath was in our, term, uh, in our days, he was about 2 meters and 36 centimeters tall. So the first one is, and I'm going to quickly go with this. In the next five minutes, I'm going to stop. Know your enemy in your battlefield. This is what David, he was 100% aware of it. He made mention of, <laughs> you know what? I killed the lion. I killed the bear. I'm used to battlefields. I have a testimony. This one is my food. This is a takeaway. He had a battle mind. He understands the battle mind. You know why? He had to present not the heart of Goliath, but the head. For the battlefield is the mind, not the heart. Know your enemy. Don't click on blue buttons. Please. Thank God for grace. Don't go where you're not supposed to go. Don't allow gray, gray lines in your life. Don't allow it. Though we walk in the flesh, we're waging war, not according to the flesh. No. Okay. Goliath the enemy. For 39 days, he was calling out, standing there. He was actually challenging Saul because he was the king. And Saul was aware of it. That's why when this little take a lot arrived next to him, he wants to hand over his He's, you know, his armor to him. He said, oh, please go in my place. Because I'm not battle ready. If they kill you, I won't feel him. Feel it. Because you're just a little boy. You're 17 years old. I will, I will live without that. You know, that harp playing. I will manage the demons in my life. Just take, you can take the fight. 
So Goliath was not challenging David. He was challenging Saul. I can prove it in the Bible. He said, am I not a Philistine and you are the, the army of Saul for 39 days? Listen to this. The morning of the day 40, Goliath stepped forward. Who's going to fight against me? Do you know, know the number of 40 is the number of transition, of change? David's dad was sitting in his house and he was thinking about his sons. He had eight. Three of them was with Saul in the army. Maybe he was praying for them. Maybe he was engaging with lost people, people in battlefields. And he called David and said, please go to the battlefield and ask about the health and the wealth of your brothers. Are we still doing that? Is this a church that is asking for the health and the wealth and the spiritual condition of the brothers? That's where prayer comes in. That's where battles are won. And you know what the, the great news is? It was on day 40 that, day, that David, the young boy, arrived. And he knew today is the day of transition. It doesn't matter what armor I wear. It doesn't matter what weapon I hold. But I'm going to use some weapon that I'm used to. I'm not going to fight with another man's weapon. I'm not going to fight with a, a, a king's weapon who has a, a, a heart that is not brave enough. A heart that is not battle ready. I'm, I'm okay to, to just take my sling. It was good enough for the lion and the bear. Who is this guy? By the way, he's uncircumcised. So David was firmly, firmly established in the covenant with his God. He says this. He says, you are not, you are not defying me. You are defying the armies of the God of hosts, the God of Israel. You know what the name Israel means? God prevails. And God add to that name. There's only two names that I, I know of who has the E-L, the L at the end. The first one is Israel. Which means God is not just going to be in the beginning. He's going to stay there till the end because I have a covenant with you. And then there is the name Emmanuel. And I know there's Emmanuel here. Is there more than one? You know what that means? That was the name of Jesus. That was the confirmation of the old covenant that God says in the new covenant, I'm going to be the, the same almighty L till the end. God is with us in this battle, friends. We must be battle ready. A heart, a battle heart is a heart of courage. And then the battle plan. 
is the gospel. It's Jesus. I've told you about 39 days. How many times did they hit Jesus? 39. On day 40, they left day 40. Because on day 40, he rose from the dead. Do you know it, hey? Only 39 times they, they use the, what, what they call that? Lash, or slag, what, what they call it? Yeah, whip. They whipped him 39. That was enough to stop the curse. And day 40 was reserved. Three days later, it was like Moses, who prayed for the sun to, for three days not to, 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 to shine. What was it? Yeah. That is where it comes to. For three days. Because on the cross, darkness came. For three days, people have to wait for the victory. Are you and I still waiting for victory? No. Let's kill the Goliaths. And the same place where David had this amazing victory was later called the Skull Mountain. And then they changed it to Golgotha. That's the same place where Jesus Christ was crucified. That's why our battle plan is the gospel. The solution to the sinner living next to you, the solution to that person who is going to hell is they have to hear the gospel. That's why we have to go and engage with the lost and tell them about the good news of Jesus so that they can be snatched out of fire. Let's close our eyes. I want you to, to respond in this way. Anybody here who say today, Pastor, I was deeply moved in my heart with conviction when you mentioned about heaven and hell. And I'm not sure, 100% sure, that if I die today, that I will go to heaven. Anyone? I want you to stand. I'm not going to, to take a lot of time for this. Anyone? We will gladly pray for you. Is there any one of you? Is it you? All right. I want you to just raise your hands to God. Two people. Can, can, I, can I pray for them? I want you to pray this prayer. There where you stand. Lord. Pray it out loud. You can close your eyes and just call on God. Say, Lord, if you can do anything, have compassion on me and help me. Save me from hell. In Jesus' name. I want people around them to just lay hands on them and start praying for them. 
as I continue. Anyone else who wants to stand, stand and say, Pastor Coffey, I'm, I'm casual about sin in my life. I'm treating sin in a way. I want you to, to make a decision today and to stand. We want to pray for you. This is the house of God. This is the family of God. We are not ashamed here. We are ashamed of, of shame and lies. Anyone wants to say, I know between me and God, there is a sin that I need to be delivered from. And that sin keep me from being battle ready. Anyone? I want you to thirdly, those who stand and say, I'm in a battle and I'm encouraged today that God is busy building my character. I want you to stand. We want to pray for you also. You know that this battle is hard. It's difficult. But you are encouraged today to hear that God is busy building my character. I want you to raise your hands and say, God, I'm prevailing with you in this battle. I'm going to kill the Goliath, Lord. I'm not going to allow the Goliath to, to, to covenant with him or of that, that thing, Lord. I'm not going to have an, a false covenant with that Goliath. I'm saying to you, Goliath, I'm going to, to take your skull to Calvary in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that we can conquer that in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I just want to ask, um, will that song be ready? Can, can, can you play? I've sent a song. Can you play it on, this, on the sound system? I want everybody to, to stand. We're just going to do an activation. Yeah, there it plays. This is a song where we really battle for souls. We fight for the souls of the lost. While you're hearing it, is the visuals also on or not? Only the, only the audio. Only the audio. Okay. So the, the song says, every nation, every soul. I wanted to, to put up the volume that we can hear it. I want us for a minute, while the song is running, to start praying for lost people. To start asking God for names, for faces, for people we have to intercede for. People we have to, to engage with. To snatch them from the fire of hell. To pull them out. As you hear the song, let's just all pray. Pray, pray. Melebrekedia Balanda, Jelibraka Hasto, Mezibaya Bababaya, Melibraka Handele Dosto, 
Mele bahaste barida, mei brodea mandolo distari, magidia badonda, meli braka handolos de belida, mizia mazia mazia, mei bronde le kadoya, malibaya 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 malibaya, me breke doya mandele baduste, mizia mizia, me brodea balanda bakota. We claim those souls in the name of Jesus. We claim them all over South Africa. We claim them over Kauteng, Mpumalanga, KZN, Western Cape, Eastern Cape, Mpumalanga, Limpopo, Midrand, Tembisa, Soweto, Alexandra. We claim those souls. In the mighty name of Jesus, men and women such as to be saved, all over Swane, Masikaya Badoya, Meli Brakadaya, Mele Bahasi Barada, Shelemanda Haya Sadia, Meke Debosia Dadaya, lose that young man, lose that young woman, lose that mother, lose that father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Meli Brakadaya Daya Dadaya. Me brokosia darabadaya, me brokosia pradia, me lebahasa barada, me zia bababayadaya, malibrakadayada, zebaramandalamandaya. We proclaim salvation over the land. We proclaim salvation over Pretoria. We claim salvation over Midrand. We claim salvation over Ekuruleni, malikahaya barabahaya, me zia babaramahayadahaya. Lika doya matere bakata, mindola bahusta. Hey, shapaya papaya, meli brakaho, ziba ya baba ya bahaya. We decree and we declare, light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. We decree light to shine. The light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Let it shine all over Kempto Park. Let it shine all over Midrand. Let it shine all over Houghton. Hey! Shama Lama Haya. Lama Sikaya Badoya Badaya Dayada. We decree and we declare we are battle ready. We are battle ready. We are battle ready. We are battle ready. We claim our possessions. We claim that which belongs to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree and we declare the gates of heaven shall not prevail. The gates of Hades shall not prevail. I can ask the church of Jesus Christ. I can ask the every nation church in Midrand. I can ask the every nation church movement. We declare salvation over the land. In the mighty name of Jesus, we take authority over principalities, over powers, over rulers in wicked places. In the mighty name of Jesus, we render powerless. In the name of Jesus, ancestral worship, 
in the name of Jesus, every assignment to compromise and to weaken the gospel of Christ, in the mighty name of Jesus, we render it powerless, in the name of Jesus, every weapon from the belly of hell, we take authority, in the mighty name of Jesus, cross darkness, we proclaim the glorious gospel of Christ, the light of Christ to shine, hey, mala mahaya babaya bahaya, lebrosia badaya badaya, Mezia Marabahasa, eh, Malika Dahayata, eh, Libra Casita, eh, Shalamando, eh, Shapaya, Papaya, Papaya, Mabrokotia, come on, claim your family, Samalamandaya Dadaya, claim your children, Malibra Casipa Rataya, Mabrokotia Parapataya. Claim the nation, claim the city. Oh, Shalamando, Samalamando, Lebracadia. The gates of Hades shall not prevail. The gates of Hades shall not prevail. Kalamandola Masia Badayada, Mebrosi Paripa Hayata, Mebrotea Matura Patia, Eleketia Parata. Come on, Libracasita. Maripa kataya tataya, leprokosita, malipatia papapapoya, maprokotia. We rebuke the spirit of slumber. We decree that we are better ready. Any assignment from the darkness, from the kingdom of hell, in the name of Jesus, to compromise us, we decree defeated today by the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, by the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, we claim our sons and daughters, we claim our brothers and sisters, we claim them from the kingdom of darkness, we speak them into the kingdom of his glorious light, in the mighty name of Jesus. Shalamando, Libra Kadia Dadayada. We worship you, Lord. We are better ready. Satan has no power over us. Satan has no authority over us. He was defeated by the blood in the name of Jesus. South Africa belongs to God. Midran belongs to God. Swane belongs to God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We speak revival in Midrand. We speak revival all over the city. We decree revival all over the nation. Epote paripa hati parapata, leke tipa hayi pataya. Hey, hey, hey! Masia, Masia, hey! Masipa hayi badoya. 
We are both to ready. Makatiya Bataya. And we have victory. Come on, proclaim victory over the nation. Proclaim victory over your family. Proclaim victory over your business, over your career. Proclaim victory over the city. Oh Lord. Masatayata. We claim victory in the name of Jesus. We proclaim victory in the name of Jesus. Everything that has fought us as a church, everything that has fought our families, our marriages, our careers, our businesses, the ministry, we take authority today in the name of Jesus. We render powerless by the blood of Jesus. We decree and we declare victory is our portion. Masa Paya Papaya. The church is marching on. The church is moving forward. The people of God are marching forward. Nothing is going to stop us. We are unstoppable. Hey. We thank you, Lord. We command the Jordan to part. Let the Red Sea part. Everything that has stopped us, we decree victory over it. Our faith is strong. Our prayer life is strong. We shall not compromise. We are going from faith to faith. We are going from strength to strength. We are unstoppable. We are about to ready. Oh, Jesus. Uh, come on, worship him. Give him the praise. Victory is your portion. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you the honor. Masapola tele pahaya. Sapola nala masite. Satara paha. We thank you, Lord. Masapaya dadaya. Come on, receive victory. Receive strength. Receive a transition. Receive a turnaround. Receive victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Hey. Hey. We thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We give you praise. Masa. 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 South Africa shall be saved. South Africa shall be saved. Masa parapatayata. We say your kingdom come over the nation. Your will be done over the nation. Light shines in darkness. And darkness comprehendeth it, Lord. Oh, Lord. Be praised. We decree a mighty revival over the land. 
millions upon millions to be saved to the glory of God the Father in the mighty name of Jesus we are moving forward because victory is our portion we are better ready nothing will stop us we thank you for a new strength we thank you for a new zeal we thank you for re-energizing our faith to you be the glory in the name of Jesus Come on, shout with me, say, in the name of Jesus. I declare, I declare, I am battle ready. I am unstoppable. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. In the name of Jesus, the kingdom of God, suffer and violent, the violent take it by force. Come on, I take it. Say, I take it. I take it by force. I take it by force. In the name of Jesus, receive it. Oh, thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Something is happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. What a word. What an anointing. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. He says, Arise and shine. Your light has come. Amen. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. He says, Behold, gross darkness shall cover the earth. But he says, But the Lord shall arise upon you. We decree and we declare in the midst of this gross darkness over the nation, the Lord has risen upon us. We are better ready. South Africa shall be saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Eric. Thank you, Pastor Uber. Thank you, Pastor Kofi. What a word. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.